0: Hey everyone, live from New York City. I'm Jay Dombeck, and this is Sports in Depth. Hello friends! JD back in the studio. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful to be doing what I love once again. I took March off. Started a new career path outside of the podcast world, and uh, back to my main priority. My great fans, you guys are incredible. March Madness was fantastic. I'm recording Tuesday, April 4th. The national championship was Monday the 3rd. The Yukon Huskies. Yes, I'm shouting out my Dombeck family. We are Huskies for life, and Yukon claimed their fifth men's NCAA title, and they had one of the most tremendous, impressive March Madness runs in the history of this tournament. They were able to beat teams big every game all March into April, and it was truly special. No one kept it close against them, all starting with Iona, beating them big, St. Mary's beating them big, Arkansas beating them big, Gonzaga beating them big, Miami beating them big in the Final Four, and a national championship against a solid San Diego State group that's been winning tight games throughout March. It's so, so impressive what UConn's been able to do, shooting the basketball, of course, but their bigs, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, The box score was so impressive. On Monday night, uh, Sanogo, he's been phenomenal with 17. Hawkins, a Ray Allen-type shooter out of UConn, who we're going to see at the next level, shooting off stagger screens, shooting off ball, ball screen, jacking it up. A little Steph Curry-like. Such an impressive group, in my opinion. Newton stepped up big, a senior in a national championship game, and everyone rounded out. Everybody who got into the basketball game for Dan Hurley contributed. And what can we say? That is what UConn basketball has always been all about. Going from the Jim Calhoun days to the Ali days to the Hurley days. Winning under all three head coaches. And UConn was able to cap off this run, but it was meant to be. It truly was. Everyone else had close games throughout March. UConn was just knocking the socks off teams, and it was truly special to watch. What a way to end March Madness, uh, talking about the great Jim Nance calling his last Final Four. And one thing he said that stuck with me, J.D., we know I'm inspirational, motivational. I try to be all these things, but I got it from guys like Jimmy Nance. Jim Nance is the reason I'm doing this podcast, His dream is similar to mine. And who knows, one day, maybe I could get to the big stage. But the podcast does it for me too. I'm so grateful for it. And Jim Nance talked about when he was signing off, one thing that he learned through all of this is everyone has a dream and everyone has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind to one another along the way. And what Jim means by that is... Yes, in March, people are uniting for one common goal. Players and coaches come together, they dream, and they believe. But this could be in any aspect of life. Kids in a classroom trying to do well to create a bright future for themselves. Someone getting their dream job And working their way up the ladder. Getting to the promised land of that particular job or field. And the best way to do things is find your dream. What do you want to give your all to? Jim Nance found his. And we all deserve to find ours. And Jim did it the right way. I always talk about the right and wrong way. Um, When we're talking to students. When I'm talking to family members or friends Do what you like to do, but do something that you can have a career in. Jim Nance is so special, and we know he covers football, basketball, and later this week, the Masters. Such a respectful, one of the best golf events in the history of the PGA Tour. And I'm obsessed with Augusta. You guys know how I feel about the tournament coming up Thursday the 6th. Um, It's going to be special. Uh, I truly mean that, but wrapping up that story with Jim Nance, just appreciating everyone who's been a part of the journey. Charles Barkley talked about it. Jay Wright talked about it, a national championship caliber coach. Those who are there for you along the way is the reason you get to the top two, and don't forget to thank those as you're coming up. When you're reaching your dream, bring them with you because they deserve to be a part of that ride. I know I got inspirational and motivational tonight, but that's the way Jim Nance makes me feel. And uh, that's what he talked about last night. It's it's truly special, March, and what a way to cap it off, to give one heck of a goodbye to Jim Nance, the GOAT, as Grant Hill says. And Raft joked with Jim Nance, and he meant it. Not many have wrote a story better than you. You're inspiring, and uh, people around you should look up to you, and I sure do. Jim Nance, like I said a few moments ago, is the main reason I do this podcast. My dream is his job, so why wouldn't I get back to this podcast, get back to doing what I love, and uh, that's a wrap on March, early April. What a special tournament, and go Huskies. Rest in peace, Gramps. Rest in peace, Jake. Big Husky fans up above, and they knew this was coming. They were just waiting for us to watch it. Back to the Masters. Uh, Scotty Scheffler trying to defend his crown. Um, We know Tiger Woods is here to compete, and he joked as he gets older, this is a course that he could kick it into full gear even though he's aging. He knows this course very well. He's had great success here being a five-time champion. He's had recent success here being the champion in 2019. Um, I wouldn't count out anyone. Uh, It's a fabulous field. Anyone can win, and that's what makes it so great. Um, I wanted to shout out Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, I was over with my cousin Aust, my brother, uh, in Austin, Texas, and we met Tommy Fleetwood. What a pleasure. I know Aust is picking him for the tournament, and I think that's solid. He's a great man, a great competitor, and he needs a tournament to really kick into full gear. He's had a lot of second places, a lot of top five, top 10. What's the tournament that he can claim the crown? And a lot of people think it's going to be later this week. Uh, The NBA. I wanted to touch upon the NBA uh, before we wrap up here today. The Milwaukee Bucks sit atop the Eastern Conference, two games greater than the Boston Celtics. And I think Milwaukee's going to finish in the one spot. Um, The Western Conference, Denver leads the charge over there. I want to talk about the rise of the Los Angeles Lakers. Seven seed going into Tuesday night. Uh, They're hoping to, with a few games left, four games left, to try to climb within those top six spots so they do not need to participate in the play-in games. I do think LeBron James, the Lakers, the way AD's looking, uh, they're going to be just fine. Uh, They're coming together. They made the right moves at the trade deadline. And I really think Rob Palenka put this team in position to be successful. Uh, Is a championship? The goal? Always when you play for Los Angeles. But they're trying to take it one series at a time and claim the crown and bring another one to Los Angeles. I personally want a Bucks-Lakers final. I think it'd be tremendous. Uh, seeing the big three with Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton against A.D. Bron and those boys, oh, that would be a lot of fun. But keep in mind, if the Lakers want to play in the finals, they got to get through a high-powered Western Conference. So it's going to be challenging, but I sure think they can do it. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, they fell out of the play-in game. Again, I'm recording before Tuesday's games, uh, but they are 37-42. and And the Kyrie Irving-Luka Doncic experiment seems to not be working. Mark Cuban not patting himself on the back right now for making that trade. Kyrie, you think it's an awesome talent, but he's been a cancer in a few spots he's landed. I do think that Luka changed his style of play and it was a little bit too much my turn, your turn with Luka and Kyrie out there. I think spacing would have been big. Luka, he plays at his own pace, but Kyrie disrupted the flow of the offense in my opinion. Uh, And we know Kyrie and Luka do not play much defense at all whatsoever. So Dallas, we'll see if they can squeak in, but they'll be an early exit even if they do squeak into the postseason. And I wanted to shout out baseball, Paul Gregg, PG, the Mets are playing, my Yankees are playing, Boston Red Sox for my cousins and father, uh, holding it down in the Northeast. Truly special. Uh, We are now four games in, uh, going into Tuesday night's games. A lot to be said. Otani off to a hot start. Yankees look good already. Judge Homer did his first at-bat of the season. Absolutely phenomenal. Picking up right where he left off, the Yankee captain. I wanted to finish up today with Judge's conversation with A-Rod and what he thought about being the Yankee captain and what leading New York City is all about. And he wants that weight. He wants it on his shoulders. He wants to bring... The Bronx, a title, another one. Add another ring to that trophy case for the dynasty of the New York Yankees. It's going to be an awesome year. I know it's early to be talking baseball. We have a lot of games between now and the postseason. But Yanks off to a hot start. Texas Rangers, we know their pitching rotation got even better, starting with Jacob DeGrom. And uh, let's see if the Braves and Mets can stay good. And uh, the Dodgers, 3-2 and two start. Uh, They look all right, but they'll be one of those teams in the end. So uh, long season, as I mentioned, but uh, really, really good stuff. And the good thing about early April, heading towards my sister's birthday, and that's so special, I'll give her even more of a shout-out next week now that we're rocking with season six. But look what we have. Masters starting Thursday. We just had the NCAA Men's and Women's National Championship. And let me stop right there. Caitlin Clark, oh my goodness. She put women's basketball on the map for good. You heard it here first with JD on Sports In Depth. Caitlin Clark was featured in the most watched women national championship game in the history of the tournament. Uh, LSU won the game. That Cinderella story run for Iowa was just incredible. Caitlin Clark can simply do it all, but LSU, they put it all together at the right time. Angel Reese. She rubbed it in Caitlin's face a little bit. Caitlin said it's all part of it. Trash talks. Good and well for the sport. So no hard feelings for Angel. But Caitlin Clark, someone who could shoot from deep. A Steph Curry of the women's game. And she could take it to the rim. She could pass with the best of them. She is dynamic in so many ways. And I couldn't wrap up the show without talking about that championship. And how about LSU dropping a hundred And two points in the natty. And uh, I do want to talk about... Caitlin Clark did have 30 points in the loss. But with how Caitlin played in the tournament... 30 is a quiet game for her. It's truly remarkable. I can't wait to watch her in her senior season at Iowa. And I can't wait to watch her in the WNBA. Because she's absolutely going to take that league by storm. I'm so, so excited. Yeah, so back to what I was saying. Two natties done... NBA, we're heading towards the playoffs, MLB off and running, and the greatest golf tournament, in my opinion, all time, Masters tradition, resumes Thursday, April 6th. J.D., once again, enthused to be back with you. Season 6, yes, I'm still doing it. Started in 2020, we're here in 2023, doing it. Until we get recognized and beyond, because I will, and I believe in this group. I have a team back in New York City, Key and PG, and I'm so grateful for them. I promise you I'm a voice that you'll remember. And all the best. And I must say, in the great words of Jim Nance, thank you for being my friend. J.D.
1: out.